Preface of Under Wellington's Command by G. A. Henty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Charles Sapp. Under Wellington's Command by G. A. Henty. Preface. As many boys into whose hands the present volume may fall will not have read my last year's book with Mora Karuna, of which this is a continuation. It is necessary that a few words should be said to enable them to take up the thread of the story. It was impossible, in the limits of one book, to give even an outline of the story of the Peninsular War without devoting the whole space to the military operations. It would, in fact, have been a history rather than a tale, and it accordingly closed with the passage of the Douro and the expulsion of the French from Portugal. The hero, Terence O'Connor, was the son of the senior captain of the Mayo Fusiliers when the regiment was ordered to join Sir Arthur Wellesley's expedition to Portugal. The colonel of the regiment attained for him a commission, although so notorious was the boy for his mischievous pranks that the colonel hesitated whether he would not get into some serious scrapes, especially as Dick Ryan, one of the ensigns, was always his companion in mischief, and both were aided and abetted by Captain O'Grady. However, on the way out, the slow old transport in which a wing of the regiment was carried was attacked by two French privateers, who would have either taken or sunk her had it not been for a happy suggestion of the quick-witted lad. For this he gained great credit and was selected by General Fane as one of his aide-de-camp. In this capacity, he went through the arduous campaign under General Moore that ended at Corunna. His father had been so seriously wounded at Vimera that he was invalided home and placed on half-pay, and in the same battle Captain O'Grady lost his left arm, but, on being cured, returned to his place in the regiment. At Corunna, Terence, while carrying a dispatch, was thrown from his horse and stunned, and on recovering found that the British had already embarked on board the ships of the fleet. He made his way to the frontier of Portugal, and thence to Lisbon. He was then appointed to the staff of Sir John Craddock, who was now in command, and sent in charge of some treasure for the use of the Spanish General Romana, who was collecting a force on the northern border of Portugal. Terence had orders to aid him in any way in his power to check the invasion of Portugal from the north. Of this order he took advantage when, on the way, the agents of the Junta of Oporto endeavored to rob him, attacking the house where he and his escort had taken up their quarters with a newly raised levy of 2,500 unarmed peasants. By a ruse he got their leaders into his hands, and these showed such abject cowardice that the peasants refused further to follow them and asked Terence to take the command of the force. He assented, formed them into two battalions, appointed two British orderlies as majors, the Portuguese officer of his escort, lieutenant-colonel, and his troopers' captains of companies, put them in the way of obtaining arms, and, by dint of hard drill and kindness, converted them into an efficient body of soldiers. Finding that little was to be expected from Romana's force, he acted as a partisan leader, and, in this capacity, for such valuable service that he was confirmed in the command of his force, which received the name of the Minho Regiment, and he and his officers received commissions for the rank they held in the Portuguese army. At Oporto, he rescued from a convent a cousin 
who at the death of her father a british merchant there had been shut up by her portuguese mother until she would consent to sign away the property to which she was entitled and to become a nun she went to england to live with terence's father and came into possession of the fortune which her father foreseeing that difficulties might arise at his death had forwarded to a bank at home having appointed captain o'connor her guardian the present volume takes the story of the peninsular war up to the battle of salamanca and concludes the history of terence o'connor my readers will understand that in all actions of which the british army took part the details are accurately given but that the doings of the minhole regiment and of terence o'connor as a partisan leader are not to be considered as strictly historical although similar feats of daring and adventure were accomplished by trant pack and other leaders of irregular forces end of preface recording by charles sapp